0: Who I am, but you don't
1: know why I'm here. Hey, hey! Oh, okay. okay.
0: All right, it's Sting. Okay, it's ding! It's
1: this is where the big boys play, huh? Look at the adjective, play.
0: Put the butts in the seat. <laughs> Self high five.
1: We've
0: been hanging and banging, brother.
1: You're next.
0: Watch real monsters go at it live on WCW Monday Nitro, where the big boys play every Monday night at 8 on TNT. Hello and welcome once again to Nitro Nights, a WCW look back, episode by episode, pay-per-view by pay-per-view, crazy gimmick by crazy gimmick. I am your host, Cy, and joining me as always is your other host, the always wonderful, always entertaining, always excellent Scottish Danny. How are you doing this week, my friend?
1: really good this week um a a lot better than uh what this uh show (laughs) had how are you doing sir?
0: yeah yeah i mean i'm not gonna lie i know after this show the next time we record for nitro nights we're gonna be watching halloween havoc 95 because this is the go home nitro for halloween havoc isn't it after watching this nitro i kind of don't want to do it anymore do you know what i mean it's it's, it's that kind of feeling you know
1: one
0: endorsement. Yeah, but there we go. We are talking today, the October 23rd, 1995 episode of Monday Nitro. This show drew a 2.6 rating uh, uh, up against Raw, which drew a 2.2. So actually the same ratings as last week, just swapped round again. 2.6 for Nitro this week, as opposed to 2.6 for Raw last week. I mean, obviously the Yete must be a draw. People have been turning over to come and see him. So, there we go. But we'll get to him soon. (laughs) Oh, God. Yes, indeed. Uh, We start pretty much straight away with a match again, Danny, similar to last week, don't we?
1: Yeah, I was quite surprised. I think they're definitely taking a change in direction. And uh, talk about a massive star as well to uh, bring out at first. Um, Who did we get, Sai? Kasawa. (laughs) (laughs) Oh...
0: The Macho Man, of course, the Macho Man, Yeah, looking incredibly colourful. He is really wearing some bright, gear, garish gear, isn't he? He's like, uh, if you imagine, like the mid-90s TV shows, like Saved by the Bell and all that sort yeah. of stuff, and then you had those kind of almost tie-dye graphic pencil cases that everyone had at school for a period. If you combined the two, that's what Randy Savage looks like here.
1: Definitely, he could walk onto the set of uh, 50-50 if you remember that show. I don't know. What was that? Oh, it was a show where um, people would, uh, you'd ask questions or something like that. And then at the end, if you got them all wrong, you'd be gunged with uh, this green slime. Oh,
0: yeah. I do remember. I do remember. Yeah. But yeah. what was it? What was it when we were kids about chucking slime on people? It seemed to happen every week.
1: Every week. And then now you never see that now, do you? No, I bring back sliming, bring back gunge. That's why
0: I, I reckon. <laughs> There's not enough guns in the world.
1: (laughs) Don't tell WCW that.
0: Oh, well, no. I'm surprised no one's getting gunged on WCW, to be fair. Especially in 1995. (laughs) But yes, our opening contest is the Macho Man, Randy Savage, versus a guy we haven't seen for a few weeks, Danny, in Kurosawa. I assume I'm pronouncing that correctly. Kurosawa. And he is with Colonel Robert Parker again. Our good buddy there. Haven't seen him for a week or two either. Basically, Savage gets his ass
1: kicked. Yeah, I was actually shocked with uh, how much. I thought this was going to be a total squash, but no, I was actually surprised.
0: Yeah, Savage just gets absolutely battered all the way through kicks and chops and nerve holds, and K- Kurosawa is just kicking Savage's ass. And then completely at random, he catches him with a clothesline, hits the top rope elbow, and wins the match. Yeah, it's a real it's a real odd one for me.
1: Yeah, it was a it was similar last week. We had a very odd uh, end match, but. Wow, I was actually shocked. But I will say Macho Man did a great job of selling all throughout this match, especially his um, arm injury that we're not sure if it was legit or not. But he did a great job of um, it really just making Kurosawa look good, to be honest.
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, obviously Savage is going to go over. I get that. And he did. He picked up the win, which which Randy Savage should do, of course. But he has, it by the way, he literally gets his ass kicked from the opening bell to hitting the clothesline top rope elbow for the finish he does make kurosawa look like an absolute monster like an absolute brute so i suppose in a way he's he's done brilliantly randy savage here because he's picked up the win he he knows he's going over and he's made his opponent look good in defeat i suppose
1: it's almost like he's done his job sir.
0: no not in wcw mate not in wcw not something that would make sense surely nah. <laughs> speaking of things that don't really make sense we get told that hulk hogan the giant the taskmaster the dungeon of doom are all in the building and eric bischoff warns us there's no restraining order in place this week so they can do as they please oh my goodness some people just want to watch the world burn don't they
1: Yes, they do. <laughs> and do. can you uh, legally get a restraining order lifted in the span of a week? I'm not sure you
0: know. can. I don't know. I suppose it depends on when it runs out, because I imagine a restraining order is time-restricted.
1: I I assumed it would run out at the pay-per-view.
0: Okay, yeah. I mean, I don't know. They never actually gave it. To, I'll, have to, I'll have to check the one that Tristratus has got out on me and see what that one says. <laughs> <laughs> I've got that here somewhere. I'll I'll check it out. Um, (laughs) I'll I'll report back next week. Anyway, the lights start flickering and eventually go out, which is something new here. Uh, The commentary team are very confused, and they start saying, is there a power cut? Is there an outage of some description? And somebody who's only ever really been billed as the master, who apparently is Kevin Sullivan's father, the guy who put together the Dungeon of Doom appears on a big screen. I think he was on a big screen, or was he actually there, high up? No, he was high up. He was there high up. Okay, I thought he was on a big screen at first glance, but they were talking as though he was actually there.
1: Yeah, I think uh, he was. Yeah, he was definitely there um, because uh, okay. uh, I think you could uh, hear the crowd. Unless if he wasn't, it would be a really good job by Adolf W Production. But no, well, that's he was not going to happen, there. is it? <laughs>
0: no and he he's there um, the master sullivan's sullivan's daddy basically explaining that they've been all over the world searching and they've dug through 30 miles of ice i think it's 30 miles or 300 miles or whatever he said of ice and he's bought back the an iceberg he said i think at one stage and he has found the yeti hmm
1: I could not believe this. As I was writing this, I wrote, WTF, is that Freddy Krueger on? Uh... <laughs> it's like a bloated Freddy Krueger. That's who I thought he was. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, some of the Dungeon and Doom stuff, obviously, we're only, what, six or seven episodes of Nitro in, aren't we? So a lot of the Dungeon and Doom silliness took place on like WSW's Saturday night show. And it was ridiculous. We're seeing kind of the trail end of this character who appeared. here. Yeah, the Dungeon of Doom actually roll on for a little bit longer, but this guy was only really around in 95. He doesn't hang around much longer than this. It was so silly. I mean, Hogan going to the Dungeon of Doom's lair at one stage and just really, really daft 90s nonsense. I mean, cocaine is one hell of a drug, and they were doing a lot of it in
1: Atlanta, I'll tell you that. Oh, it's- yeah, Definitely.
0: Oh my word!
1: But this goes back to what you were saying a couple of weeks ago. Si. It's such a departure from you get like great wrestling, like with uh, Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko and things, and then you get this. I mean, it's yeah. just never more evident than here. Yeah, I mean,
0: it's it's interesting, I suppose, because. Uh, a big thing for me is, at the moment, majorly inspired by A Change in Attitude, actually, to be fair, the show that you are so wonderful on, along with Ori, Tanner and Mags, is that the whole Austin 316 thing is, people remember it as being King of the Ring 96, Austin cuts the 316 speech, and then WWE will have you believe that there's 316 signs everywhere and the Attitude Era had arrived. Watching Raw back week by week and listening to your discuss it on A Change in Attitude shows that that simply isn't the case that's not how we remember it because we're told in a different way and uh, i suppose the mandela effect tricks our memories a little bit wcw is kind of the same for stuff like this because we remember some really great moments and then some nonsense as well and, like the, you know, 1995 WCW was a lot of nonsense. But as you said, we're we're also still seeing the, the, the beginnings of the Cruiserweight division. We're seeing the guys from Japan coming in. We're seeing, you know, I mean, Jerry Lynn is on the card. Sabu wrestled a couple of weeks back on Nitro. You know, Alex Wright, is, whereas his gimmick is ridiculous, is very good in the ring. And we're seeing, it's almost like you said, Danny, two different worlds because we're, we're seeing where it looks like we're going to end up. And we're also seeing this nonsense as well, but that's never really spoken about.
1: No, it isn't. Um, and for all the things that be mocked Doves um, W about, this never made it to the radar because this was the first ever time I've seen um, this segment. So, yeah, I was quite shocked.
0: OK, so are you unaware of the Yeti and and all that sort of stuff and what happens?
1: Yeah, definitely. I've seen, I think there was somebody who posted a gif of a, of a really tall person who jumped in the ring and hugged Hulk Hogan, but that is the extent.
0: Right. Why? You are in for a treat. All of a sudden, I'm more excited about watching Halloween Havoc than I was, say, 10 minutes ago. This is going to be <laughs> <Brilliant>. glorious. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> Anyway, Kevin Sullivan's dad says he's found the insurance policy and it's been delivered ready for Kevin Sullivan and the giant to assist them in taking the championship and ending Hulkamania and all the usual nonsense there. We then noticed that there is a bloody great big fake ice block. It looks like a plastic thing. I don't really know how to describe it.
1: If this was WWE, they would claim that that was the iceberg that hit the Titanic.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: because um I don't know if they were trying to symbolise that or if they were just going for um just some random thing. But if the yeti is a mummy, wouldn't he be coming out of a tomb?
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's something else as well. The yeti isn't a yeti, he's a mummy. He's a bandaged up mummy, which is not a yeti or a yeti or however they pronounce it. That's it like just, a, that, that's like Bigfoot, isn't it? That's like a Bigfoot yeah. kind of. So it, what it, the just, hell? <laughs> it
1: just seems that, um, they had a discount, a clear out at the um, at the like props department in uh Dove's W and just thought, oh, that'll do for show. that'll do for show.
0: Oh, look at this big chunk of plastic. What can we use that for? Oh, go get that tall fella from the car park, we'll cover him in bog roll, you know, and get him to march out of it, and it'll be banging. It'll be great, it will. <laughs> We get Slim Jim ad, Matraman selling his uh, meaty snacks there. And then Ming Gene introduces to us the star of thunder in paradise himself, Hulk Hogan. And again, similar to last week, Hogan makes no sense whatsoever when talking yeah. to Ming Gene. I pick up something about buying a Harley Davidson and tying the giant to the back of it and then driving around until the giant disintegrates. Is that right
1: <laughs> yeah pretty much uh it, but i think the most the uh, most atrocious thing he did on this was bury the entire babyface uh division of uh and the main eventers by saying he could easily beat them and calling them little dogs i couldn't believe yeah.
0: it <laughs> what was it sting uh luger and uh, that's Come
1: it around. savage yep. yeah you're yep. right savage.
0: <laughs> oh man he just rips the rest of the roster apart doesn't because he? apparently he's tapping into that evil dark side because all of his goodness was in his mustache, I think. And when they shaved his tash off, he became evil. It's a fact. Like
1: it is a fact. If you do shave your beard off, you do become more evil. <laughs> is that so?
0: Oh, okay. I have to watch that. You know? Or maybe. <laughs> may, I don't know. Maybe next time I'm going over the mother in laws. I'll have a quick shave. See how we get on? I don't know. Well, uh, we'll see. No, I'm only joking. I love Janet. Really, she's great. <laughs> After more of Hogan's nonsense. We get a little pick me up for the for the wrestling fans who are watching the show. Uh, we see Benoit and Malenko, and they are going to be facing the team of Eddie Guerrero. And initially, we're told Alex Wright, but he comes out on crutches, so he's obviously incapable of competing. And we see Rey Mysterio wannabe Mister JL. Danny, talk us through this match, my friend. What did you think?
1: Very very fast paced. Um, this went longer than I actually thought they would they would be allowed to go. Um, I, There was just one thing I hated that they cut back to uh, the backstage of, of Scott Norton and um, the shark brawling just randomly for no reason. Yeah. Um, But other than that, this, uh, yeah, again, this is best match of the night for me. Um, Yeah. What did you think of this? Si?
0: Yeah, a similar sort of thing, really. We get quite a few aerial moves. I mean, Benoit and Malenko are doing a lot of double team moves. You know, a lot of double teaming as well that it makes you think, oh, wow, these guys could really function long term as a tag team. They look really comfortable with each other. We get some, um, an, an awesome leg drop off the middle rope by Di Malenko at one stage. There's a lot of Hogan talk on commentary again. Now, last week we commented on how they, they, they it seems like they got it right with the amount of Hogan pushing, the amount of Hogan hype. This week, it seems like they're going back the other way. You know, I guess I get, get that. Literally, this is the go home show for the pay per view. I understand that, and they're promoting their main event. However, you've got guys in the ring here busting their ass, putting on the, as you said, Danny, the best match of the night, and we're talking more about Hogan and the Dungeon of Doom and all that nonsense again. The bit going backstage to see Norton and Shark. Did you pick up Bischoff tried to throw backstage too early?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think I think this could have just been shown in uh, in between matches. I think really just. But, yeah, it, it it didn't ruin this match whatsoever, but it just kind of fell out of place.
0: Yeah, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. It could have been shown after the match, before the match. So I suppose it's trying to show that maybe it's absolute chaos at Nitro and if you look away for a second, you're going to miss something. That kind, of, that kind of feeling, I guess. I can understand the motivation behind it. It did kind of take away a little bit for me because Bischoff on commentary did say, oh, there's stuff going on at the back there's something going on in the back. And then they stayed with the match because obviously it looked like anyway, or sounded like he was throwing to backstage too early. So Norton and Shark probably weren't ready yet. So he's there going, oh my goodness, there's something going on backstage. There's chaos going on in the back. And they stayed with the match for a little bit. And then he repeated the line again. And then they cut back to see Shark and Norton, I wouldn't even say brawling, kind of just
1: slapping each other a little bit. Hold on a minute, sir. Are you accusing WSW of having production issues?
0: No, 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 no. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all, because things get a lot worse. This is like the most well produced television of all time in comparison yeah. to what happens later in the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, after the match, however, well, I suppose the finish, first of all, Alex Wright trips Dean Malenko, uh, Mr. JL, Jerry Lynn, rolls him up for the win. That's the, that's the end of that contest. And then. Brian Pillman randomly attacks Eddie Guerrero.
1: Yeah, that was out of nowhere, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> wasn't uh, to... Pillman involved in another storyline? Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. But I'm kind of excited because are we going to get Pillman Guerrero in the future?
1: Mm, I mean, they're just the cruiseway division that I mean, it wasn't announced yet, but the cruiseway division is heating up. I mean, we could potentially see Chris Benoit versus uh, Brian Pillman, which I would really like to see.
0: Yeah, it's, it's exciting looking at the roster they're building. As to, as to the matches that we could get. And of course, we also know about guys who come in in the future. We've got, you know, a Rey Mysterio wannabe here and Mr. Joey Lin. But Joey Lin himself is a fantastic wrestler. I'm referring more to what he's wearing in these in these in t- this time as Mr. JL. But we've got the real Rey Mysterio coming in before the injuries sort of slowed him down a bit. I mean, he's still incredibly talented, but WCW Rey Mysterio was a different class, so we've got that to happen i mean there's so many great things coming we just got to get through some of the dross first yes okay so then that kind of takes us to our main event already danny doesn't it
1: yep it certainly does and we have a big time event here we see lex and sting versus harlem heat
0: Yep, we do indeed we do indeed just because there's no explanation as to why this match has been put on. There's no reasoning behind it. Sting is in a tag match on the pay-per-view, but not with Luger. Luger's got a match on the pay-per-view, but not with Sting or Harlem Heat. I don't know what Harlem Heat are doing on the pay-per-view. No one's told us. But hey, we'll throw them all in the ring and see what happens. That's how it kind of feels, isn't it?
1: It really does, yeah. And uh, I was shocked. I thought that, if anything, I thought Ric Flair should be teaming with Sting based on last week's uh, show. mm yeah, yeah, that's right. I don't, I don't think we see Flair at all, do we, on this episode? No, maybe he didn't show up, or maybe a flight got uh, cancelled.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe that's that's strange. Don't see, don't see Flair at all on the on the go home episode of Nitro. That's very odd. Yeah, okay. Anyway, we get another plug for the hotline during the entrances here, and they say they cover wrestling all over the world. You can hear about any company, any wrestling promotion all over the world from the WCW hotline. You can even hear about that In Your House event from last week. And then Mongo McMichael chimes in with, outhouse, in your outhouse, that thing needs moving, it stinks. Uh, and st- stuff
1: like that, isn't it, Danny? Just the usual part shots that we've come yeah. to expect.
0: Yeah, the walls are coming tumbling down, is a direct quote from Bischoff in this uh, this little segment here when referencing the WWF in everything other than name sting comes out and he is dressed like he wants to join Harlem heat. He's very much like red and yellowed up, isn't he?
1: Yes, he is. And I was shocked um, because earlier on in the Hulk Hogan promo, he did um, say Hulk did say uh, that sting was uh, copying him by growing a Fu Manchu and wearing red and yellow. And this didn't really help sting by him wearing yellow and red here.
0: yeah it's almost like hogan's trying to you know politic his way to make other baby faces not as popular as him but i mean i'm I'm, 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 that's what i think i'm obviously wrong because you know because the hulkster would never do anything like that
1: oh god no no Um, but yeah it it seems like he maybe saw Sting backstage saw him wear yellow yellow and red and just thought he'd just put in that little pot shot there
0: Mm, yeah very true obviously harlem heater wearing yellow and red and the flames and so on. So it looks very much like Sting is actually part of a six-man team with Harlem Heat, which is a bit odd. And old Lex didn't get the memo, and he's just in his black trunks. So <laughs> <laughs> You imagine well, Lex backstage, can't you? Oh, I want to dress like everyone else.
1: <laughs> well, Scorpions do like Heat, so maybe he could join aww, Harlem Heat.
0: Oh, look at that, hey, look at that. Uh, we get Harlem Heat taking control of the match by basically beating on Lex Luger for a while. And then Sister Sherry on the outside, who looks incredible. To be fair, I mean Bischoff is making some quite unnecessary digs about her appearance, mainly because she's she's the heel manager. I appreciate that, but I, mean, I think Sister Sherry here looks looks great. But she's taking pictures out of her trousers of her and Colonel Parker and and kissing them. Kind of odd behavior.
1: That's very odd. Yes, <laughs> but um, the it was polarized, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Obviously, well, I, I thought we were done with that storyline. This now obviously shows we're not. We've got more of that lovely love angle to come. It looks like Danny, so that's something for us to look forward to. Definitely. We get more talk and commentary of the block of ice and how it's making them chilly, because obviously ice is cold. Well done, WSW. And the Yeti is expl- getting spoken about again, and no one really knows who this or what this is as yet, the Yeti. It's just what the, a name that they're throwing around. Sting eventually tags in, gets the hot tag, hits a crazy-looking crossbody, and, and wins the match, just like the blue. It's just done with, isn't it?
1: It was very surprising, but um, I think that was done to make uh, room for what we've got next, so.
0: Or almost make room, because it didn't quite work, did it? Basically, we have the Giant and Kevin Sullivan coming down, start attacking Sting and Luger. Harlem Heat are gone. They're out of there. They, they don't want no part of this. They're gone. So Giant and Sullivan are attacking Sting and Luger. Savage comes out, and it's all a bit of a brawl. Then Hogan comes out, to actually a pretty good reaction this week, because he was getting booed in previous episodes of Nitro, but a good reaction this week. and He sends Savage away, because Savage jumps out the ring and stands on the outside, whilst Hogan has a face-off with the giant. And the head of security arrives, and for some reason the head of security is carrying a a, a bat to hit Hogan with.
1: I could not believe this. Uh, That's um, a bit strange. Yeah, do you remember? Um, there was a pay per view in 2000 where Hulk Hogan was threatened with guns by the police. That and does ring a bell. That uh was as ridiculous as this. Um, it Doug Dillinger went over Hulk Hogan on this. He actually looked more of a threat than Hulk Hogan than anyone <laughs> because uh he was holding Hulk Hogan with one arm and in the other arm, he had as Eric Bishop called it a billy cup, but I think we call it a baton over here. Um, I could not believe that Hulk Hogan, as unprofessional as he is, wouldn't wouldn't uh, just steamroll of uh, the head of security.
0: Yeah, that's it. You're, you're, you're taking my heat, brother. You know, <laughs> uh, when all this is going on, the lights flash and Bischoff and that on commentary start talking about the floor shaking. Now, I'm watching this back on the WWE Network. When you watch something and you have the autoplay feature on, so when you get to the end of the episode, it auto plays the next one. So when it's coming towards the end, you get a little circle in the bottom corner. I'm I'm sure everyone who's got the network has seen. And a little red line goes around the circle. And when that red line completes its, its sort of lap around the circle, it plays the next episode. So it's telling you when this episode is coming to a close. The lights are flickering. The floor is shaking, according to Bischoff. That little circle came up in the corner. I'm thinking, shit, they're going to run out of
1: time. Well, I was shocked, yeah. I was just, I don't know what to say.
0: (laughs) And I'm thinking, oh, God, what's going to happen here then? So the camera then cuts to the big block of ice, which I I think is, I'm guessing, polystyrene, or I don't know what it is at this stage. And it literally breaks open, and the the yeti stroke mummy stroke kitchen roll monster is stood there. But even before, uh, as he's broken this this fake block of ice apart, the bits he's broken haven't even hit the floor yet, and they've gone off air. They've literally run out of time. So you see nothing. You just get Bischoff trying to yell, it's the Yeti, oh my God. But even he doesn't get to finish what he's saying because the show's off. So they just complete this huge thing they've been building all the way through the episode, building up this big insurance policy for their main event of their pay-per-view. They botch. They run out of
1: time. Absolute! It's on brand for WCW, isn't it?
0: It blows my mind. I mean, there's so much good like WCW, and we're going to come to some brilliant stuff. We've seen some great stuff already in our short period of watching back now. But then you see things like this, and you're like, oh, my goodness, how can that be allowed to happen?
1: Definitely. I mean, just uh, I, I get, maybe it was a desperate attempt to get people to buy the pay-per-view. But the sad thing is, how many matches can you remember that we, we've got for this pay-per-view so far?
0: Oh, I'll tell you what, I was going to ask you the same thing. So, this is the last episode of Nitro before the pay-per-view, okay? Now, we've been getting bits and bobs from different sources about what the matches are going to be, what's going on, things mentioned on commentary. We've never actually had, at any stage, a proper rundown of the card. They keep running these adverts saying contact your cable company, contact your cable provider, so on and so forth, pay for the pay-per-view. But they are literally trying to sell this pay-per-view on Hogan-Giant for the title, and Hogan-Giant in this monster truck sumo match. The rest of the card is such a grey area. I mean, can you list matches, Danny? Uh,
1: Other than that tag team match with Sting and Flair, um, no, nothing. Absolutely nothing.
0: (laughs) Well, we're supposed to be getting Luger versus Meng, aren't we?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, they haven't even hyped that up for a good two weeks now. So, yeah. What can you name, sir? Well, Luger
0: Meng, Savage Kamala, and then Kamala. Sorry, and then Savage will face Luger if they both win. Is part of the card, the Flair Sting Anderson Pillman tag, and that's kind of it. I think they did. They mention maybe they mentioned Diamond Dallas Page against going to be bad for the TV title as well? Do oh, we mention that? I wish I could remember. <laughs> I think that might have been mentioned when when Paige knocked him out of the belt last week.
1: We'll say it's... yes on that. We'll say. <laughs> but that's
0: the point. We're really scratching around to name matches, title matches, even as to what's going to happen on the pay per view. I, 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 you, you couldn't imagine. Okay, look at like this now. Right, it, as we're recording now, it's Saturday. It's the day before the AEW Revolution pay per view. I've not seen AEW for weeks and weeks and weeks, okay? I've just not had the time to watch it. My daughter has not watched it either. We're going to have a catch-up after the pay-per-view and so on. We're watching the pay-per-view, but I've not seen it, okay? I know the card for the AEW show, even though I've not watched any TV, right? WWE, I do not watch WWE. That is not my, my taste in wrestling. I'll dip in and out of their stuff on YouTube or whatever and have a little catch-up on there. I'll watch the Rumble and I'll try and watch all the other pay-per-views. Around WrestleMania time, I'll try and get involved a little bit. I know half a card for WrestleMania, and I've not seen any television, okay? This here, we have watched every episode of their weekly television since the last pay-per-view, and we don't know the card for the pay-per-view.
1: It's insane.
0: Absolutely blows my mind, mate. Oh, dear me. And that's basically it. The show goes off the air. It seems... To, well I was going to say too early but it's not too early they just haven't got round to what they want to do yet I, I wonder what happened after they went off there maybe we'll find out on the pay-per-view
1: definitely I think, I think we will or maybe we can track somebody down who was in the arena that night and well, uh, see what they said perhaps we can get hold of the Yeti, he can tell us <laughs> definitely <laughs> I'm sure he's still around
0: <laughs> yeah oh, so if he's passed away I'm going to feel bad now I'll check that out for next week's episode of Nitro Night Danny. Okay, so then, we got to look at uh, one good point, one bad point, one plus point, one negative for the whole show in our woo and our O brothers.
1: Woo! Brother, 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 brothers, brother! Woo! Brother! Danny, first or second? I'll go first this time, sir, thank you. You crack on, bud? Yep, uh, so my woo off of um, tonight would definitely be um, Chris Benoit and Dimalinko versus Eddie Guerrero, and supposed to be Alex Wright, but Mr. JL um yep. that was uh best match of the night i think we discussed and uh yeah that would be mine what was your rainbow of the night
0: uh, 100% sorry. in agreement, with you bud 100% in agreement. that would be mine as well match of the night the best action of the night most entertaining segment of the night benoit Melenko versus guerrero and jerry lynn brilliant stuff best thing on the show by an absolute mile what's on the other side of the coin for you though danny
1: well, the old brother of this week was definitely Hulk Hogan burying the uh, babyfaces, his fellow babyfaces as well, uh, making them look weak. And uh, yeah, that would be my old brother. What was your side?
0: I, I don't think I can look any further than the whole block of ice thing sat on the stage because it blatantly is just, it's, it's not even been made up to look like ice. They're just calling it a block of ice and it's obviously not. It looks like a part of the old Top of the Pops set from 1978. You know, you can imagine Slade or someone to pop out and start playing a song from behind it or something. It looks, it looks a state. And the fact that they ran out of time before you actually got to see what was in there, despite promoting it or show, that's, that's my old brother. And that is, to me, that was shocking. So... (laughs) Okay. Uh, there we go there we go so then i suppose overall start to finish what are you thinking hit miss or middling this week my friend
1: this one will go for a middling this week um uh, there was a lot of good on there but that, as you said there was just that, that ending kind of just put a sour taste in the mouth um what would you say sir
0: it's it's just below for me it's it's, it's dropping into a miss territory i think it's dropping into miss territory there was I I suppose the rating I give these shows whether they're hit miss or middling at the moment it looks like in the last few weeks it looks like it depends directly upon how much Hulk Hogan and the Dungeon of Doom are on the show so last week's episode was the right amount of Hogan and it was a good episode in Nitro. this week's episode there was too much Hogan too much Dungeon of Doom they've even added new members to the Dungeon of Doom that live in blocks of ice and and all this nonsense so yeah to me it's a miss mate the tag match was good but there's not enough there to drag it any higher for me i wouldn't go back and watch this again definitely agreed okay then bud i suppose before we get out of here and uh start thinking about when we're gonna watch halloween havoc for next week's nitro nights oh all the joys Uh, we better let everyone know whereabouts they can find us danny whereabouts online can people find you and your awesome content bud
1: Oh, thank you. sir. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Scottish where I may not sound Scottish now, but if you get on there, I'm sure I could prove you otherwise. <laughs> it's a good one. Um, and uh, you can also find me on the awesome uh, A Change in Attitude with the great uh, Mags Tanner and Ori. And you can also hear me on One Man's Meat podcast with the great Chris Bellis. And you can hear me here where I'll be next week with the great Sire Powell. And speaking <sighs> no, of that, funny. where can we find you, Si? Uh, well, again, very quickly, Danny, your Twitter handle, bud? Yep, it's at Scottish Juggler
0: on uh, Twitter. Go. go and give Danny a follow. Links to his shows there. One Man's Meat, I love. I, I think it's fantastic. And there's a spin-off of that now, isn't there? Looking at not just wrestling. Do you want to tell us a bit about that, mate?
1: Yep, we're going to uh, delve into uh rare horror films and uh our fa- some of our favorite horror films. So we've released um Hellraiser at the moment and we're going to be working on a couple soon. Um I think we're going back and forth about the um name yet, but um yeah, we're going to we're going to be uh doing delving into that as well.
0: Excellent. I'll uh, I'll keep an eye out for that. And that comes out on the one man meet one man's Meat stream, doesn't it? Yeah, so you yes, can find yeah. that on Spotify and all that sort of stuff, and on Twitter. But if they follow you at Scottish Juggler on Twitter, you retweet everything, and they can find yeah. your, your links to your shows there, can't they? But
1: thank you. Yeah, hundred percent.
0: Excellent stuff. You can follow me at sjp words on Twitter, or you can join my group sjp words. All the shows and info on Facebook and on Twitter and in Facebook is where you'll find links to all the stuff I'm involved in. Um, The waiting room podcast, looking at quantum leap episode by episode, the doctor who pod again, looking at some old classic and new doctor who back and forth with our good friend, Dan Griffin. Chain wrestling that I do live on a Monday night with Mr. Mags. If you're ever bored of a Monday evening, nine o'clock every Monday, you can find us on the radio techers YouTube channel and Twitch. But again, you can just find track us down by Facebook or Twitter at chain underscore wrestling. Find the links there. Join in the, in the live chat and, and so on. And it does come out in a, a podcast version later in the week if you miss the live show. But again, at SJP words on Twitter, and there's links to all my shows and so on shared from that account. But most importantly, you can follow this show on Facebook and Twitter at Nitro underscore Knights. Check us a follow. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you have any memories for Halloween Havoc 95, good or bad. Because I'm afraid, Danny, I'm afraid that time has come. Next week's Nitro Nights, we're looking at a
1: monster truck
0: sumo match.
1: Well, we'll, we'll, we'll have to delve into it
0: it's going to be shall we say, interesting for now and uh go from now my friend it's going to be interesting it's going to be oh yeah uh danny once again
1: thanks very much for your company bud thank you very much sir. i'm looking forward to uh, next week but um let's hope that enthusiasm lasts
0: <laughs> yeah yeah I'm, I'm glad someone's looking forward to it um i don't want to do it
1: <laughs> i don't
0: want to you can't make me uh and to everyone else as always see you next week thank you for listening